Welcome to the One Sacred Pause podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Winderall. This podcast is designed to bring real and raw conversations about spirituality into the forefront of living our yoga off the mat and in our businesses. Topics covered include insights into the yoga industry, teaching, wellness, Ayurveda, meditation, and entrepreneurship. Basically, all the topics we're interested in. Thanks for joining me. Now tune in and turn it up. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the One Sacred Pause podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Winderall, and I am so happy that you are joining me today. Today's topic is all about entrepreneurship and motherhood and how do we juggle it all. Um, Spoiler alert, I don't really have a lot of answers, (laughs) but this is a topic that I've really... It's been on my mind a lot, and I feel like doesn't get spoken about as much as I feel like it should. Um, We hear a lot about how to be an entrepreneur, how to hack your habits, how to be more productive, how to batch your social media. We hear all about like being better at being an entrepreneur, but very rarely do we hear about what the reality is of balancing being an entrepreneur and doing all of those things with also being a mom. And I know for me personally, I know a lot of entrepreneurs who are mothers and myself also, it's, it is so much harder <laughs> than I thought it would be. And every time I have a personal conversation with one of these women, it's just kind of like, oh my God, survival mode a little bit, at least in the beginning when your kids are little. And, um, you know, I think this really warrants some investigation, some exploration and, You know, this episode isn't so much about me giving answers because I don't think I really have any to give, but more in dedication and support and honoring of all mothers, all entrepreneurs, and all mothers who are entrepreneurs. So we'll just kind of dive right into it. Um, You know, this is really just an honest share from my, my end and how to navigate the challenge of being pulled in two places at once. And, you know, your business is your baby. It's so important and dedicating so much time and energy and money and thought into how you run your business and hopefully running a successful business. And then at the same time, giving exactly the same type of energy and love and commitment and money and all of your resources into your children. And I think this is really interesting looking at it from kind of like a generational view and looking at it from kind of a more modern view. I'm an elder millennial and, you know, I was raised in that that time frame where girls and women were told that we could have it all, that we could do it all. And anything you wanted to be was within your reach. You just had to work hard enough. And now... There's kind of as the women in my age group start to get a little older and and are hitting middle age and starting to see the realities of what it looks like when you are trying to do it all and have it all. And really what's coming out in the wash is the idea that actually maybe it's not possible to have it all and do it all. And yet we've already been committed down this path. We've already made these choices in our life. And so 
it's kind of like, okay, you can't put that genie back in the bottle. So what do you do? How do you move forward if your livelihood is centered around being an entrepreneur? And yet in your personal life, you, of course, perhaps if you have children, you want to have children and you're in the family zone and you're in the space of nurturing your family and these young children that you are now responsible for. And it's this constant push and pull, push and pull between your heart and your mind. And how can you be giving 100% to two very, very vital areas of your life? And I think one of the most important things that I have experienced and am learning, you know, my son's only two and a half, so I don't have a lot of experience yet in this arena. And I only have one child, so that certainly makes things easier for me in some ways, um, is being more realistic about expectations. So, you know, when it's kind of funny, before I became a mother and I knew women who were mothers, of course, and who were entrepreneurs and followed some on social media, and I never fully grasped the magnitude of what it means to become a mother. And just in its own right, this massive shift and transformation that occurs on all levels when you become a mother. And, you know, I'd always kind of be like, oh, yeah, 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 you're a mom. Oh, yeah, you chose to have kids. That was your choice, blah, blah, blah. You know, get on with it. And I had a bit of a, not like, it certainly wasn't mean and it certainly wasn't like judgmental. It was just kind of like a, okay, but let's talk about business. Like, okay, so what are you doing in your job and what are you doing for work and how is your business going? And I really, in many ways, out of my uh, nativity, discounted how hard it is to be a mother and have a business or a job outside of the home. And so this kind of takes me back to this thought of, of lowering expectations a bit or being more realistic with expectations because... I always heard before I became a mother this saying, I don't know if you've heard it, if you want to get something done, ask a mother. And I actually was really inspired by this. I was like, oh, that's so cool. That makes sense. Like mothers are so, they have so little time and they just have to cram everything in that once you become a mother, like you become magically this, you know, master at multitasking, at time management, at energy management. And so I actually had for myself a bit of this expectation that when I became a mother, somehow overnight, I would become better at business. That all of a sudden, what I learned from becoming a mom would make me a better entrepreneur. <laughs> and um, Perhaps that's true for some of you listening. Maybe that was the case. Uh, for me, it was not. And I kind of kept waiting. I was like, okay, when is this like burst of inspiration going to come in? When am I going to all of a sudden be super organized and and have like this detailed schedule of my upcoming week and when I'm going to fit in, you know, all of my tasks? Okay, accounting's at nine o'clock. Okay, social media is at 10 o'clock. Okay, blah, blah, blah. Like that never happened for me. <laughs> and now, of course, I just laugh because I think it's so hilarious <laughs> that I had this very strange expectation and it's just, it's, you know, becoming a mother changes everything. And of course, every woman's experience is so different of motherhood that it is very difficult to have like any sort of blanket statement about it. Um, and 
also, there's so little you control once you become a mother, and that absolutely impacts your ability to run your business. And so for me, like understanding, okay, expectations have to shift a bit once you become a mother and shifting both on the home front and on the professional front. And there is just no way to excel at everything 100% of the time. And I know there's another saying that I I connect with, and I'm sure a lot of you connect with and have maybe heard before. And the saying is that society wants women who work like they don't have children and mother like they don't have a job. That is society's expectation that when you're at work, you are like this boss and you're coming in and you are, you know, just amazing at your job and you're focused and you're driven and you're ambitious and you're just going for it. And then society also is like, oh, but wait, wait, wait. But you also have to be a hands-on mom and be cooking meals every night and keeping your home tidy and making sure that your kids are being stimulated and that they're having, you know, not too much screen time. And there's just these crazy, crazy expectations that society has put on moms and also that we ourselves to some degree put on ourselves. And So I think learning how to unravel that and see it for what it is, which is false, can be helpful in many regards. And for me, that's absolutely a day-to-day process for myself is like, okay, Jessica, you know what? You have a limited time of, or limited amount of time. You have a limited amount of energy. How much, what percentage of energy can you allocate to your job today? And what percentage of energy can you allocate to your home and your family? And it's constantly fluctuating and I have to constantly be checking in with myself and be like, okay, you know what? Today, I'm ready to get after it. I'm going to really focus. I'm going to bang out a lot of work, feel productive. And then maybe tomorrow, I take a step off of the work train and just work for an hour or so. And I'm really hands-on with my son and my family and really, really present and That's, for me, been helpful, giving myself a bit of grace and a bit of space to to shift with how I feel and with what's happening with the day. And this is, I think, one of the benefits of being an entrepreneur is that you do have a bit more flexibility with your time and your schedule, and you can sort of massage that a bit. However, of course, the downside is if you're an entrepreneur and you work for yourself, If you don't work, you don't get paid. So you have to be working enough and you have to be planning enough in the future to have, you know, more business coming in and have more opportunities coming your way. But then you also, you know, don't want to be missing what's happening at home. And especially when your children are small, you want to be there, you want to be present, you want to make those fun memories and so so figuring out how to go back and forth with that i think is really the key and you know also thinking about this idea of regrets um i know women older than me uh who were on the corporate track so maybe the generation above me my my mom's generation on the corporate track and really excited and going for it and you know raising their children with nannies and au pairs and you know, were able to to break the glass ceiling within their their job and their business and their industry. And I think that's so inspiring and amazing, but it begs the question, at what cost? Where maybe now when they're older, they're retired from their job or maybe not working as much, 
having some regrets about not being as hands-on or as present when their kids were smaller. And I think that's individual. Every woman has to decide for themselves what that threshold is. But I think that's something that a lot of women can relate to because we talk about the idea of mom guilt. And I think my understanding of mom guilt is generally that it's more you feel guilty because you are giving your kids more sweets or less healthy food or they get more screen time than you think is is more is optimal. So I think mom guilt is more in that vein, but I think mom guilt can also come through when you're working and you are an entrepreneur specifically and you have to make sacrifices for your job at the cost of your home life and your family life. And and sometimes you just don't have a choice around that. Sometimes you do. You have that flexibility sometimes. And then other times it's like, nope, this has to get done today. This I do not have the ability to say no or push this deadline or not work on my accounting or do my taxes or whatever the case is that you have to do. But it's it's a very nuanced issue. And I think... When we put those expectations on ourselves, when we feel guilt for not being present, either 100% at our job or 100% with our family, it starts to eat away at you. And then you get this little bit of anxiety creeping in of like, oh my God, am I doing the right thing? Like, And then once we start second guessing ourselves and we have this insecurity coming up, guess what? We're even less able to be present in our job or in our home life. And and it kind of can get into this like spiral, which is really unfortunate. And so working to break that when you notice that your mind is going to this place of personal judgment or self-doubt or quote unquote mom guilt, it's like, okay, whoa, 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 back it up a step. What's true here? What's real here? Okay, I'm actually doing a good job as a mom. Like today was maybe a little rough. I had to do something else, but tomorrow's a new day and tomorrow I can be more present or vice versa if it's with your job. Like, oh gosh, you know what? I've kind of been slacking off the last few days and being really present with my family. And tomorrow, okay, eight o'clock, I'm starting. Like it's, I've got a full day. I've got to get going. And you know, I also want to say, of course, this really does depend on your business as well. And if you have staff or team to help you and, you know, what your individual situation looks like. But I know a lot of the entrepreneurs, especially in Norway, who are mothers that I know, they all are just a sole proprietor. They work for themselves. And so truly it is just them or me or you doing every single task in your business. And this is everything from your social media to your planning to your sales to your invoicing to your taxes to your marketing to your graphic design to your promotions to your networking to your emails my god can we talk about emails for a second <laughs> i just it's like they keep coming and i always remind myself when i get overwhelmed when my inbox is full I just remind myself, you know what, Jessica, this is a good problem to have when you get a lot of emails, but I'm sure many of you can relate to that feeling of overwhelm when you open your email inbox and you're like, okay, here we go, emails, let's do it. Um, I have My friends make fun of me a lot at, at the US, in the US because they've seen um, some of my inbox, like the pop-up on your phone where you can see the app of your inbox. 
and um, I was in Sweden a few years ago and with my girlfriends and one of them was like, um, my phone was just on the table. We were having breakfast or something. And she was like, um, Jessica, how many emails do you have in your inbox? And I got so embarrassed. I was like, oh my gosh, don't look. And she's like, there's two kinds of people in this world. And I agree with her. One kind is the people who keep zero to 10 emails in their inbox. They're constantly going through, deleting, archiving. They're organized with their emails. And then there's the other kind of person. I fall into this category, which they never delete anything and they never organize or archive anything. I do have a system. I do know where my emails are. I do, and I actually search old emails quite often. So that's why I never delete um, anything work-related. And I had something like, 15,000 emails or something. And uh, she was just like, she took a photo of it. She posted it on her social media. And she's like, two kinds of people in the world. (laughs) So I was like, okay, maybe I need to get better at this. But again, when you only, when you work for yourself and you have a limited amount of time, especially once you become a mother, um, you have to prioritize, okay, is having my, my email box down to zero the most efficient use of my time? Or could I be using my time somewhere else for something that's more impactful in my business? And again, this is a question each woman needs to answer for themselves. Like, where can you have the most amount of impact for the least amount of effort in your business? And it's hard to say what exactly that can be. So I guess my only piece of advice um, that has worked for me is, when navigating the intersection between motherhood and entrepreneurship is what can you let go of? What is less important? What has a lower priority? And then the second part of that is then giving yourself permission to release it. For me, I absolutely get in this narrative of like, it's always in the back of my mind. I always have this low level of like, oh my God, I have something to be doing for work. Okay, I have to do this. I have to do that. And And when I give myself permission to be like, you know what, Jessica, you made the decision. This isn't a lower priority. This can be let go right now. Let it go. It frees up a bit more space in my brain and my energy and my shoulders lower a bit more. I'm like, okay, moving on. What's the next thing to tackle? And it's a constant reminder to myself. I mean, many, several times a day, I have to remind myself like, okay, you have made your list. Here's today's tasks. You put them in order of most important to lowest importance. And rolling over what you don't get done to the next day or even pushing it to the next week. And this was really hard for me because especially when I started my business um, over seven years ago, I was such a go-getter. I was so motivated. I was so excited. And I was a hard worker. I mean, I still am a hard worker, but I was like, I had no limit to how much I could work. And I packed my schedule with as much work as I possibly could do. And I traveled a lot to teach and I was hustling and I was working full-time in a studio and I was teaching teacher trainings and I had that ability. I, I was married and so I had a partner, but really I could do what I wanted and and I was so dedicated to growing my business and making it successful that I had the freedom to work as hard and as much as I wanted. And 
I think that did serve me well because now that I'm a mother and I have to kind of shift how I do business and how I view my business, I have a strong platform that I can kind of fall back on in some ways. And so I'm actually really grateful that I had that time in my life, but it it also became difficult once I became a mother because now I have this expectation for myself about how hard I can work and how much I can do and how how many hours I can work in a day. And I no longer have the capacity to sit down and bang out a 10-hour workday at my computer. And that's just the reality. And it was a very rude awakening for me. I thought, you know, okay, I become a mother and you have the first six months, first year, and then, you know, the kids in Barnahog or kindergarten, and then all of a sudden you're just like, okay, back to business as usual. And for me, that wasn't the case. And I'm sure there are some women who are like, oh yeah, you know, it's fine. Like I can manage it. And I, I work really well and hard and fast and smarter and all those amazing things, but (laughs) I'm not that woman. So I've had to really find a way to change how I work. And it's been a bit frustrating because on days that are really busy or I have a lot to get done, I'm like, okay, great, I'm going to bang this out. And then something happens. My kid gets sick. Um, I get a call from Barna Hog. Um, my son has an asthma attack. Like, There's always seeming to be the, the dog gets sick and has to go to the vet. Like, It seems that then life always comes up and something that's an emergency that demands your attention right in that moment. And so I think this is one of the biggest struggles that I'm sure all women who are entrepreneurs can relate to is time management and energy management. So when you become a mother, all of a sudden your time is not yours anymore. And you are not the number one priority anymore. Your child is, your baby is. And so you have to now drop whatever you're doing at a moment's notice to change the diaper, to get the bottle, to soothe your baby, to you know, all, all the all the caretaking that is required of a baby or a small child. And that's fine. That's great. That's amazing. That is the bonding. That is how it's supposed to be biologically. But it's frustrating when you're like, okay, I'm here with my baby. I love this moment, but also I hate this moment because I have a business to run and and there's, you know, if I don't work, I don't get paid. And it's different. If you work for a company and you're an employee, then it's kind of like out of sight, out of mind. Like you don't even think twice about it. But there's a whole different level of responsibility when you own your own business and you know that everything stops with you. And so you have to be motivated. You have to be inspired. You have to keep going and pushing through and keeping the work train going. And so it's it's very hard to reconcile shifting how you change your viewpoint and how you change how you do business. And I think that for me was probably definitely, definitely one of the biggest struggles. Um, I just kept, and especially I had my child during the pandemic and um, having a COVID baby was a whole nother set of challenges and struggles and pain. But then also trying to keep a business open during COVID and in particular a yoga business when all the studios were shut down. And and so being like, okay, I have to work. I, I can't stop working. I have to keep pushing my business forward because I don't want to lose everything that I have worked so hard to build. And so I felt a lot of extra pressure to work and at the same time was trying to be with my son and navigate my own health issues at the time. And 
very, very heavy, very challenging personally. And so I kept looking forward. I was like, okay, I just have to get through the first year. Okay, just through the first year. And then when my son starts Barnahog, oh my gosh, I'll get time back. I'll be able to work during the day. Then when my son comes home from Barnahog, it's just pure family time. Like I'll have a real division. Mornings and afternoons are for working. Evenings are for family. And I really was like just holding on and and that's what got me through. Like, okay, just have to get my son to Barnahog. And <laughs> we got him to Barnahog. He was 13 months old. And that whole fall into even late spring, so most of the school year, he was sick. And everybody told me, okay, the first year of Barnahog, your kid's gonna be sick all the time. They're getting exposed to new germs. And, you know, during COVID, Babies, we weren't taking our babies out places. They weren't being exposed to the normal germs and bacteria that they might be. Everything was so clean and sanitized that they just were very protected in many ways. And then all of a sudden, they start going to Barnahog, and every kid's bringing it in. I mean, we went through it all. Chicken pox, ringworm, flu, colds. And and my son has asthma, so every time he gets even a small cold, it triggers an asthma attack. So emergency room visits, like it was nonstop. And there were so many days that fall that I just would cry because I desperately needed to work and my son was homesick again. We didn't get into we didn't get him to have a full week at Barnahog until probably the end of March of his first year. And so it was just like day after day after day being home with a sick kid, getting my inbox just getting more filled, more filled, more filled. And and just the mounting pressure of like, oh my God, when does this get easier? Like I'm so happy to be a mom and I love being a mom and I love spending time with my son, but I'm also motivated to be an entrepreneur. And I'm also like, I need that outlet to to have a vision and then to implement my vision. And so it was so rough for a long time. And the good news, I swung out of it. And I think that's the good news for all moms is, you know, everything's a season. And when we're in the thick of it, it's hard to see. It's just like, oh my God, another day. Okay. Because we have to push everything to the side when we have a sick kid. And there's just, there's nothing you can do about it. Like your kid has to come first. And so being like, okay, right now is tough, but it's going to get better. It's going to get better. It's going to get easier. And you know what? Second year of Barnahog, I think we've kept our son home one or two days, maybe three total. Like he's never sick anymore. And it's like, okay, awesome. Now I got some time back. I got some freedom back. Now I can like dive back into being more focused on my business and and the next evolution of my business. And so I just want to share that so that there's a little bit of hope there, at least for my story and my experience. For anybody listening that, you know, if you're in one of those seasons of feeling really challenged and and like things are heavy, it's like, okay, it will get better. It does. But when you're in it, my God, it's like darkness. <laughs> You know, and so then that comes up to our energy level as mothers too. So we have time management issues because of sick kids and and life and, you know, all these extra meetings and activities you have to do with kids. But then we get to the energy management for you as a mother. And especially when you're a newer mother and your kids are smaller, you know, so much energy is focused on them and you perhaps are still recovering from your birth and not even necessarily physically, but just energetically. And 
it's such a a huge transformation, your hormonal system, your physical system, your mental state, your emotional state. And we have to really be gentle with ourselves as women who have gone through this, you know, like awe-inspiring experience of giving birth and recognizing that maybe for some of us, our energy levels are not what they used to be. And it's because we're being pulled in two places at once, but also it could be related to our experience with giving birth. Um, if there was any sort of trauma or any sort of lingering emotional or mental uh, health issues afterwards. And for me, definitely, like I know my energy has not been the same since I had a child. And recognizing that and realizing I need more breaks, I need to rest more often. I can't just power through an intense day of sitting at the computer for six or seven hours. like, And so what that means, if our energy levels are different and we have to manage them in a different way, we really have to be careful about recognizing and honoring that for ourselves because this is when burnout happens. If we do not honor what our bodies are telling us, what our mind is telling us that, hey, you know what? You need a break right now. Hey, you your mind can't focus right now. You're too tired. You have too many other things on your mind that are not related to work. And it's a very, um, oh, I can't even think of the right word. It's a very like, you can't grasp it. It's so, it's like constant, it's like just beyond your grasp. This idea of like, how do you rebuild your energy or in Ayurveda, we call it the ojas, your energetic reserves, your immunity and allowing yourselves or ourselves to, be in a space where we have the capacity to rebound and getting a good night's sleep, of course, the number one way in which we can create this capacity. And if you're a new mother or you have a toddler or have any sort of illness issues with your child, um, sleep's the first thing to go. So your sleep capacity is gone. So that means your energetic reserves are diminished. And understanding that and understanding too that like grabbing that third or fourth cup of coffee is not the answer. And so leaning into self-care routines and rituals, even very small ones, like scraping your tongue every morning or starting your morning with a cup of hot water with lemon um, or doing your abhyanga at night, um, small things like this can actually be very, very helpful in grounding the energy and and taking care of yourself in a way that feels nurturing and that feels very loving and kind. And so that when you feel stressed and overwhelmed and anxious because you're being pulled in two directions, trying to balance the you know your business and your family, I think that can be really helpful. And that's 100% one of the things that I've really been, I guess, paying more attention to isn't the right word, but um, being more dedicated to. And I've always had a really strong uh, self-care routine daily, but giving myself a little extra love on the days that I'm feeling more stressed or I didn't get enough sleep or I'm just like, you know, feeling overwhelmed by <laughs> my inbox or whatever is coming up for a work-related activity. And, you know, how do we manage that when we're used to working a certain way and then you have a kid and bam, you you now can cannot maybe work in the same way. So, Again, this brings me back to the idea of letting go of whatever is not working 100%, coming back to your priority list, coming back to like what's really important. And 
I know this can be tricky for a lot of women because um, if you're drawn to being an entrepreneur, you are a self-starter, you are um, comfortable with risk, you are um, a bit more of perhaps in some ways a type A personality. And so everything feels important in your business. Even the small, teeny, tiny details, you're like, okay, this is important. This is part of my brand. This is how I represent myself. This is the level of customer service I want to provide. Like Everything's important. So then it's like, okay, well, if you're saying, Jessica, you need to have a priority list and you need to let go of what's on the lowest priority rung, it's like, okay, but how do you decide what's on the lowest priority if everything is important to your business in your mind? So starting to see yourself in a different light and being like, all right, what's, let's back it up here. What is the most important thing to you in your life? And when we answer this question for ourselves, I imagine that for many of us, it's going to be something like we want to be healthy and we want to be happy. And there's probably some different versions of that. But in general, I, I believe that's what most people are searching for. You want to be healthy. You want to be happy. You want to have joy in your life. You want to feel balanced. And so if that's really the end goal, and I had to reframe this for myself, and, and I reframe it often, like probably once a week. I'm like, Jessica, dial it back. What's most important to you? And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. Thanks for the pep talk, self. <laughs> What's most important to me is that I'm healthy and that I feel a sense of balance and joy in my life. And so that then allows me to knock some things down a few pegs on my priority list and be like, well, it'd be nice if I could do it in this way. It'd be nice if I could complete that task. But in the big scheme of things, where I'm trying to go with my business, where I'm trying to go with my life, this actually won't matter so much. And so that for me was helpful. I don't know if that's helpful for any of you, but maybe... You know, we get so caught up in the details and the minutiae and like everything has to be perfect and this type A drive to really like have everything be right and correct. And, you know, we don't want to let people down. We want to be, you know, moving forward and, you know, expansion plan and growth. And how are we, you know, reaching our clients and how are we getting more clients? And it's like, okay, but also how much, when is enough enough? Like, what level of success, whatever that looks like or means to you, what what level of success do you really need in order to find that big picture answer of being happy and being healthy? And again, that will be different for everybody, but you know, maybe maybe we can get by on less. Maybe we can simplify our life more. Maybe we can slow down more. And these non-tangible payouts or benefits perhaps can be even more important or more valuable than the monetary compensation or the prestige or the power or whatever you know we think we get with a successful business. And that 100% has really um, made me look at my business different and how I'm going to shift running my business in the future because I'm a mother. And my priorities, my personal priorities have shifted a bit. And how much do I need? really, in order to be happy and healthy. And, you know, of course, that answer for everybody is going to be a baseline, like, okay, I need to pay my bills. I need to, like, be able to afford my home and my car and and whatever, and my food. But beyond that, you know, our society has programmed us to be more consumeristic, more greedy than really 
maybe we need to be. And so now I'm getting into more of like these esoteric ideas of like, okay, what is happiness and what makes you happy? But I think it's, it, it is part of the conversation because understanding how difficult it is to balance motherhood and entrepreneurship, you know, you get, you get in this bubble and you get in the state of mind of like, oh my God, there's never enough time. There's never enough energy. I'm always screwing something up. I'm always, you know, dropping the ball somewhere in my business. And then we start that spiral again, that negative talk, that self-doubt, the limiting beliefs that come up. And it's like, okay, you know, yeah, sure. Some of that probably is true, but I mean, like small things like, oh shoot, I forgot to return that email or, oh my gosh, I really forgot to do that task. Um, but also like, I think it's pretty hard to screw up really big in your business. Like you have to do something really wrong <laughs> in order to like damage a relationship with somebody in your business or in your network um, or do something really, really wrong to make a mistake that you can't come back from or you can't repair. And so being like giving yourself again that little bit of grace to be like, you know what, I'm going to make some mistakes. Okay, it's not the end of the world. Can I like reel it in here when I start like walking to the edge of my mind <laughs> and be like, all right, okay, let's have some humor here. Let's um, look at the reality of the situation. And it's a practice. Everything about this is a practice, um, especially if you are used to working a certain way. And then after becoming a mother, you have to readjust how you work. And being able to drop everything at a moment's notice to take care of your sick kid or say no to a work opportunity because you're not able to to commit to it. Um, so finding that priority for yourself and asking yourself the questions of what really do you want and what does success look like to you? And then perhaps shifting your business model based on what's important to you. And that was something I absolutely have done. And, you know, for me in particular, it's hard because my job requires me to travel a lot. And, you know, I didn't, I didn't count up for 2022, but probably in the ballpark of somewhere like 60, 70 nights, I'm in a hotel room uh, away from my family. And that's a lot of time to be away from your your small child and your husband or, or your partner. And, um, you know, that's not sustainable for me anymore. When I was younger, when I had no kids, I could travel as much as I wanted. My husband was always like, go, 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 do what you want, uh, which was amazing and very supportive. But now my husband still is like, go, do what you want, do what you need to do for work. And I'm, I'm like, wait, but I'm the one who's changed. I don't want to be gone so much. Like, I want to be home. I want to be spending that time together and, and, not missing these moments and creating these memories. And, um, but my business model that I created seven years ago is based on me traveling. So for me, that personally, that raises a bunch of questions like, okay, so how do I change my model? And, um, you know, one of the things I'm doing is, is licensing my curriculum so that I don't have to hopefully travel as much in the future. So that's, one of the things that I'm I'm looking at and shifting my business and shifting my vision and and learning how to be an entrepreneur and a mother and it's um yeah it is a steep learning curve so I just want to again give a shout out to all the mothers out there who are working hard who are 
you know, going back and forth with some of these ideas. How do you be present with your children? How do you be present with your work life? And um, yeah, I think that's it. It's a lot. It's a lot for women. (laughs) Um, I don't know that as many men struggle with this uh, idea as women do, but I think that's a topic for another day. That's it. That's all. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the One Sacred Pause podcast and uh, have a great day. Mm